0: KMTT, Kini Tzion, Torah, today's Thursday. We have the weekly shiur in topics in Hilchot Kashrut, given by Harav Asaf Bednash. Today we will discuss the issue of insect infestation of fruits and vegetables. One of the most debated issues in contemporary Kashrut is which fruits and vegetables have a Kashrut problem because they are commonly infested and what if anything can be done to cleanse them or to check them to make sure they are kosher and are not infested by any bugs. One of the questions that arises regarding this halachic issue stems from the fact that bugs are actually quite small. Any bugs that are likely to infest our fruits and vegetables without being immediately noticeable are certainly going to be small enough that they, ca- that they are less than one sixtieth the size of the produce that they infest. As a matter of fact the Ramah tells us in Yoredeya Simen Pei Dalid Seif Tet Ein Ein negatam You're never going to find a fruit that is less than 60 times the size of the bug inside it. The bug is always less than 160th. If so, perhaps we can apply the rule of Be Perhaps whatever bugs may be in our fruits and vegetables, should be betalum should be nullified just as all treif food is nullified. We can ignore any treif ingredient if it's less than one sixtieth. Perhaps we should be able to ignore the presence of bugs, as treif as they may be, in our fruits and vegetables, because they are betalum b'shishim, they're less than a sixtieth. However, that doesn't seem to be the case in classical halakha. There is an entire siman of Shulchan Aruch Yoridea Simon Pei Dalid, which deals with Hilchot Tola'im, the halachot of bugs. And in that siman, we learn Lo Tochan that any type of fruit or vegetable which is commonly infested, we may not eat until checking for bugs. It seems that there is an obligation to check for bugs and we cannot merely say that those any bugs that may be present are are nullified. Not only that, not only must we lechatchila, ideally, initially check for bugs before eating. The Shulchan Aruch tells us in Simen Peidalitz If Yud that even b'diavad, even if we even if say vegetables have been cooked, they are soft, mushy, mixed up, and it's impossible to check for bugs anymore if we know that this vegetable has bugs, the dish is treif. So, if there's a suspicion of bugs, we must check before eating. And even with the avad, if we know there are bugs, even if it's impossible to check, because it's all been mixed up and softened, if we know there are bugs, then the food becomes treif. Obviously, in the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, bugs are not betelim the laws of betel do not apply for some reason to bugs why is that and is there anyone who disagrees so most of the conversation on this topic surrounds the halachic principle Found in Yore simen Kuf, which tells us Birya, the Hainu Kigonimala, Olftame, etc. Afilu beElef Lo B'Tela, a Birya, an entire creature, is not Batel even one in a thousand. And the first example, the mechaber gives us, is nimala. For example, an ant, a bug. He has other examples as well: a non-kosher bird, a gid hanasheh, a limb chopped off a live animal, etc. The principle is we find many places in Yoredeya, in Siman Kuf, in Siman Kuf Aleph, in Siman Kuf Yud that a davar chashuv is not batel, even though we have rules that tell us bitol sometimes the minority is nullified to the majority and we can ignore the presence of a trait minority or bitol b'shishim. In most cases, we use the rule of shishim. If the trait is less than a 60th of the kosher, then we can ignore it, it is batel. That only applies if the trait food is not something of particular importance. Halachically. If, however, the tree food of something of particular importance, then it is more difficult to ignore an object with chashivot, importance, and the chachamim enacted a principle, perhaps from the Torah, on the Midorita level, it would be, but tell the chachamim enacted the rule, to a anything with a certain degree of importance, we cannot ignore. This examples include birya, an entire creature, a piece of meat that is large enough to serve a guest, a Balei live animals, Dvar Minyan. Something important enough that when you buy it in the store, you pay per item, you count them, etc. So the Shokhan tells us that a biria is not batel. And this seems to answer our question. Bugs, no matter how small they are, can never be nullified because a bug is an entire creature. And that's why insect infestation is such a serious halachic problem. Most postkings seem to assume that the reason the Shulchan Aruch was machmir on fruits and vegetables inspected with insects is because a birya is not batel. This is the mainstream halachic opinion. What, however, to do about the fact that many Jews are not so strict about checking fruits and vegetables? What to do about the fact that not everyone is so careful and punctilious about this? So this is not only a contemporary problem. The Akronim dealt with this as well. For example, the Orach HaShulchan, in Siman Kof, his last six paragraphs, says, V'da, v'buchol ha-banyot ha-yidu'im lanu, v'yemotak ha-yitzarach ha-shmatsoi v'chominei ma-achal, v'yichod eilu an-malim adikrim melbim, v'yemharbi v'chominei kemach, etc. V'chol ha-mon b'Yisrael, she-inam m'dak takim, v'okhlu adam Says in our countries, especially during the warm months of the summer, much of our food is infested. And while there are those who are very careful and try the best they can to remove any insects, most people don't worry about it and just eat as long as they don't see any bugs. And he says, that our conclusion should just be that many Jews or most Jews are eating treif every day. That is not the attitude Hashem wants. He says, in such a situation where there is a halacha and many, many Jews seem to be ignoring it, what Hashem wants from us is not merely to criticize, but to find a limudzchut, to see if we can come up with a theory that would justify, even if, it may not be the ideal, but that would justify a common practice. And he says the gedolim in the generations before him, in the 19th century, undertook this task as well. So, is there a limudzchot? Is there some way to justify the practice of those who are not so punctilious? So, the Orach HaShochan mentions a few factors. First, he quotes from the Kreti Upleiti, Rav and Iveshet, who says one possible justification is the opinion of Rebbeinu Nushimshon, the Rashmi Shans and the Rashba, who hold against so Paschun in the Shulchan Aruch. Shulchan Aruch says, be'elef lo batel. That a creature, an entire creature, is not batel even one in a thousand. However, there is a Tosefta that tells us, seems to say, that a non-kosher fish is batel in approximately a thousand. It's not batel Vishishim, it's not batel one in sixty, but it's batel in nine hundred and sixty. The Rashmi Shans, the Rashman, the Bahag, although they are a minority of Rishonim, understood the Tosefta this way, And Paskind, that a is batel in nine hundred and sixty. If so, our bugs are, that we commonly find are so small they are less than one nine hundred sixtieth of the of the food of the food, and therefore we can assume they are batel. So one justification is to rely on the minority shita that interprets based on Tosefta and Trumot that an entire creature a is batel in nine hundred and sixty. Another possible justification, also found in the Sefer Kreati Uplati, is based on the Pesach of the Aruch, that a birya is only considered a birya if it was if it was always trade. Only something which. From the very beginning of the exi- of the existence of that creature, was defined as treif, is considered a uh, a and not batel. The Kriyat mentions there is a special rule when it comes to tola'im called al haaretz. A bug is only treif once it roams on the earth meaning the way we pass in the conclusion of the Gemara once it walks in the open air if a bug is inside a fruit and has always been inside a fruit that is not attached to a tree if a bug is born inside a fruit that uh, is sitting on a shelf in a warehouse and lives inside that fruit it is not yet trafe. it only becomes trafe once it emerges from the fruit into the open air. If so, says the Krayim Plati quite cleverly, all of our bugs are not Asurim, it's They were not originally asur When they were first born, every bug was Mutarx. It was born, the eggs were laid, at least for many of these bugs, inside the fruit or vegetable. And then, it eventually grew up, crawled around a little and might have made it to the outside or I cut it open and it was exposed to the air I cut the fruit open, the bug was exposed to the air and then it became treif but since it was not always treif we don't consider it to, to be a birya and it is batel a thirdly mudzachot is found in the Mishkinot Yaakov Who adds that Hatam whom I play hashivot with the Varcha Shuvlo Batelvim, Kene Redainu Davka, Imperiah Hatra Omedet, Benavini Carrot, Rachene Yodua, a Zoha Surah. The Mishno Yaakov says the reason why a bug is not Batel, a birya is not Batel is because it's hashivot, because it's important. What kind of importance does a bug have if you can't even see it? When the Gemara talked about a birya not being batel, what that meant is an important thing that you can see in and of itself. Let us say you had one treif bird and a hundred kosher birds and you didn't know which was which, but each bird was visible and each bird had its own importance. Then we say, well, we otherwise would have said it was Batel, but since the it's an entire creature, it's not Batel. However, bugs and fruits or vegetables, which are so small you can't even see, how can you call them important? That's not what the Gemara meant. The Gemara meant an important creature, one that you can see and talk about and deal with, that's staring you in the face. That's not Batel. But the Gemara never meant to say that a tiny bug which you can't even see without uh, searching arduously is batel is, is, is a birya rather and not batel anything which is so small that you don't even notice it we can certainly not call chashuv we cannot ascribe any importance the fourth argument the arach ha advances as a limadzchot is based on the comments of the Rambah in Yorade Siman Kuf Gimel, which deals with din no ta'am tam lifgam, the halachot of a bad taste. The principle is called varshtamopah gume no serta rufto anything which imparts a bad taste, even though normally you say tamki kar, the taste of a treif food is traith, and any food which absorb the taste of a treif food becomes treif. That's only for a good taste. If it is a detrimental taste, that will not make your food trait. The Rama adds, that is as far as the taste of a trait food. But what about the actuality of a trait food? What if not merely the taste of a tray food somehow penetrates into my kosher food, but the actual piece of trait gets mixed into my kosher food? The Ramah says, says an actual item of tray food, which is important, such as a birya, even if it has a detrimental effect on the taste of your food, it is still a sore. But, if it is intrinsically pagum, if it's pagum ba'atzmam, the Ramah admits that it's mutar. So the Rama paskins that if an actual tray food gets mixed in with kosher food, even a birya, if a trafe creature gets mixed into kosher food, if it merely is not good, has a detrimental effect on the taste of the dish, that's still a sore. But if the tray food is intrinsically bad tasting, then it is mutar. The rama seems to tell us here explicitly that any birya which is pagum, which has a bad taste, is intrinsically Mutar. The Arach explains that is because the principle of Berya is based on Hashivot. The reason why a birya is not bottled is because it's important. But a birya can only be important it if it's good, if it has a good taste, if it's desirable, if it is disgusting and foul-tasting, then how can we ascribe any importance to that? And that is what the Rama is trying to tell us in Siman Kof Gimel. The Rama is trying to tell us that a bug, which is pagum which is intrinsically disgusting, loses its hashivut is no longer important and is therefore batel. So the Aruch HaShokhan tells us that due to these, he lists three, these four reasons that we've listed, we can be melamid Schut, we can justify the common practice of many people to not check for bugs when they eat. Again, number one, even though a bug is a birya, Number one, perhaps it is buckled nonetheless in 960 according to a minority, but a significant minority opinion. Number two, perhaps a bug is not really a birya because it was not forbidden from the moment of its creation, because it only became forbidden once it was exposed to the air and left the inside of the fruit or vegetable. All implies granted to some fruits or vegetables. Number three, Perhaps, even though a bug is a birya, it is not important because it's so small. And number four, perhaps even though a bug seems to be a birya, it is not important because it's disgusting, it's pagum, and therefore it can be batel. Of course, it's somewhat hard to imagine although we have successfully found a limadzchut, a way to justify the practice of those who are lenient, it's hard to imagine. Of course, it is hard to imagine that the rama actually meant that we can be lenient on the issue of insect infestation because, as we mentioned earlier, in the entire Shiman Pedalid, which dealt with the the Ramah agreed to the Machaber and assumed that a fruit or vegetable infected by insects was halachically problematic. And certainly the Shulchan Aruch and the vast majority of Poskim assume that insect infestation is a problem. Why does the Ramah and most Poskim assume it is a problem? So there are two possibilities. It is je- most people assume that they are worried about insect infestation because an insect is a birya, is a creature, and therefore, Dindar Abanan tells us that a birya is not patel. the Rama himself said that a birya piguma, a disgusting, foul-tasting creature is Batel. So the Achronim explained in Simankov Gimel the uh, the Achronim explained in Simankov Gimel for example, the Grah and other Mefarshim, that the Ramah just meant to say that a Birya, which became spoiled, loses its chashivot, loses its importance, and is batel. Because a birya, for example, a trafe bird which became spoiled, is not the kind of bird that the Torah meant to forbid, and is therefore batel. However, a bug or such thing, which is foul-tasting and disgusting, and the Torah forbade nonetheless... Obviously has importance as chashivut, even if it is disgusting, because the Torah ascribed importance to it by forbidding it, even in its disgusting state, and therefore, the first interpretation, most achronim assume that the reason the Machaber and the Rama forbade fruits infested by insects is because a biria is not botel. And the Ramah only meant to permit a birya that became spoiled through, through rotting. Because that was not the situation in which the Torah forbade it. But a bug, which was forbidden as is, with all of its disgustingness, the Torah bothered to forbid it nonetheless, is important because the Torah forbid it in this state, disgusting or not. However, there is another theory, Ravaya. In his seminal work on the issue of the Amazon adds a theory that perhaps there's another explanation as to why the Mechaber and the Ramah and most postgames assume that bugs are not button. This theory is a bit scary. They say perhaps the reason is not, or not only because of this Dindrabanan that a biri is not batel. right to on the Torah level a bug is not batel. Why? Because the athronim assume that bitol only applies to a tarovet. Of course, nullification, the principle of bitol only works if something is mixed. If I take one slice of ham and put it on the table next to 12 apples, we will never say bitol berov. It's not mixed together. You can see which is hand and which is apples. Just take the hand, put it on one side, take the apples, put it on the other side. And the whole concept of the bit of does not come into play unless the items are mixed to the point where we can no longer separate them. And then we have to ask the questions once they are fused into one mixture, can the minority be nullified by the majority or is it not? But whenever the isur is nikar, whenever you know which you can recognize and remove the isur, of course, the rule of B'tel Barov, or Bitl Bashishim does not apply. The chachmas Adam, and the Chazen Ish, the Chazen Ish in Yerdeasim, and Yodalid, Paskin, and Afilu de torah Gadol, even if the only way to find the Iser is through much tircha, it would be a lot of work to find the Iser, even if the Iser is a needle in a haystack, you have one drop of ham mixed in to a big, big silo full of wheat. And the ham is easily in the... You can find the ham and remove it. But it would take a lot of work to locate it. Nonetheless, since the esor is recognizable and removable, it is not considered a mixture of tyrovid in the first place. And mida'oraita, that esor. Is not botel is not nullified because it's not really mixed in with the with the header in the first place. If so, then in all of our our cases, when one could check for bugs and remove them, even though it would be a lot of work, it would be a big pain. Those bugs would not be botel. Forget about the of which items are botel, which items aren't butel. These bugs wouldn't be butel because since you can remove them, they're not really mixed with the lettuce or the fruits in the first place. This is somewhat controversial. The Orcha Shulchan, obviously, who justifies the practice of those who are not careful, holds a little earlier in that same Siman Kuf, that Rav kulan. an item is batel. He holds that if the only way to identify and remove the isur is through a lot of effort with difficulty, then we consider that to be Ha Isurai no we consider that to be an authentic mixture. We consider that as if the Isur was not identifiable, because it would be so hard to identify it. And the rules of Bittal apply. The Yarech HaShulchan is not the only posaic who holds that way. The Yishot Semach and others agree. Halachal Again, it may be that that's the reason behind the Mechaber the Ramah. They hold that insect infestation is a problem because is a problem mida oraita. because since you could find the insects it's nikara isor, the Isor is identifiable it's not a Taruvan in the first place so of course we would the entire category of doesn't apply however Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach in his letter to Rav Vaya at the end of the book and Rev. al-Yoshev is quoted by Paskin the same. Pasquim lima'aseh that if it would be very difficult to find and remove the bugs in fruits or vegetables we do consider that our mekel like what seems to be the unstated assumption of most achronim that if you can find if you can identify the Easter easily then that is considered nikar. It's not a mixture in the first place, and of course it is not botol. But if it would be very difficult to remove, to identify, excuse me, to locate and identify the esor, then that is considered to be an authentic tarovet, and the halachot of bitol would apply. Therefore, if you had a fruit or vegetable where it was easy to find and identify the bugs, then everyone would agree that this is forbidden to be the oraita on the Torah level, because it's not mixed in the first place, and would be treif. If, however, as is usually the case, it's very difficult to find any bugs, then, it seems to be the contemporary postgame and most achronim sound like they assume this way, it seems to be that we would consider this to be An authentic mixture, a tarovet, and therefore the laws to be told would apply. To summarize, then, we've seen two possible reasons why the mainstream halacha is machmir and assumes that any food which contains bugs, that any food which contains bugs, is traith, and why bugs are not batel. One is that, perhaps on the D'Orita level, since the bugs could be identified and removed, it's not considered an authentic mixture in the first place. And therefore, of course, if the items are not mixed, it's like the piece of ham and twelve apples sitting on the table. For it's obvious to us, with common sense, that the concept of beetle does not apply. Or, on the d'orabonum level, perhaps the concept of beetle would apply to bugs, but since a bug is a birya, an entire creature, it is not batel, as the Shulchan says in Semen Kofa. A bug is a creature, is a birya, and not batel. We have seen, however, that although the mainstream halakha tells us that food, food with bugs is treif, many Achrona noticed that the practice of many was to be lenient, and believed hashgaphically. That what Hashem wanted from them was to find a justification even if it was not the mainstream halacha. But to find a way to justify the practice of Jewish people. And therefore, the Orich HaShulchan, based on many other achronim, came up with a limadzchus, the justification. He made two assumptions. Number one, that any mixture in which it would be difficult to identify and remove the Yisr is considered an authentic mixture and the laws of beetle do apply and number two that within the laws of beetle even though a bug seems to be a birya we can be make because one of the because of one of these reasons the preferred reason of the Archa Shulchan being that a birya peguma a disgusting and foul tasting birya obviously cannot be called important and therefore would be possibly batel. Halakha Lama said that we have found the justification for the practice of those who are lenient. The mainstream Halakha is fairly clear that this is a justification. The mainstream Halakha is that it's forbidden to eat fruits or vegetables that have bugs in them, that are infested. And uh, <coughs> ideally, We should follow the mainstream halakha. The questions that we have not dealt with yet, that remain, are that we've dealt with a case of a fruit or vegetable that was infested, whether the bugs could be batel. There are two important questions we haven't dealt with yet. Number one, what if it might be infested? Where do we draw the line between it? it might be infested, so we have to check? versus it's probably not infested. So we can assume that there are no bugs at all. Of course, if there are no bugs at all, it's it's mutter. When can we assume there are no bugs at all? And when do we have to suspect there may be bugs? And secondly, what really counts as a trace bug and what doesn't? Blee nether, perhaps in some future, sheer, we'll return to address those issues. And figure out not only the halacha of food, which certainly has an infestation, but the halacha of stone fruits and vegetables when we suspect there may be an infestation and when we do not.